Welcome to the ATG Podcast. I'm Julie Davies, your host, and every week I will be sharing with you love, hope, and faith to bring comfort and healing to those who are suffering. In season one, we're going to be talking all about marriage, and in our Marriage Matters series, we will offer you connection, community, and comfort. We will teach you biblical principles of marriage, offer insights, wisdom, practical tools, and we'll also be interviewing some amazing guests that I'm so excited for you to hear from their powerful stories that will bring inspiration from their own marriages. So I pray that you would be blessed by this podcast and that it would draw you closer to Jesus. All right, I am so excited to be here with my sweet friends, Gerard and Jeannie Long. And we are excited to kick off the first episode of the Awakening to God uh, Ministries podcast. And this is going to be season one, focusing all about marriage. And I am excited. They are my heroes. And um, I'm Julie Davies. I've been friends with them. Oh, my goodness. How long have we been friends now? A very long time. (laughs) since 2015, I think. And I am even more grateful that God has given me the opportunity uh, to partner with them to become part of the Awakening to God Ministries team. And I'm excited that I get to be a part of hosting the Awakening to God Ministries podcast and launching um, some awesome, amazing Zoom groups coming up and just some new resources that we're excited to come together as a team and put out there just to offer some more comfort and hope um, to those that might be hurting and struggling to offer care. Um, And more importantly, we're just excited for what we're going to be doing with prayer as well um, that Gerard will be sharing more about as well. Uh, But we're, we're going to be focusing all about marriage in this episode and Gerard and Jeannie Long, president and founders of Awakening to God Ministries, Again, these are my heroes. Um, they have been married 41 years, and uh, they just celebrated their 41st wedding anniversary. So they are here to offer so much wisdom to pour into all of us um, that need that for all stages, right? For whether you're single or dating, preparing for marriage, um, we're going to be going to all, we're going to reach all of you in different stages for whatever you need, whatever you're going through. Um, they're going to be um, starting us off with, um, why, don't, why, don't you, why don't you two share what um, maybe what you think is most important for us to start with, what the foundation is right now. Great. Well, Judy, thank you. So, it's, yeah, it's our, our privilege and honor to be with you uh, on this podcast. And, you know, the, the interesting thing is that God builds into our lives things that we can pass on to others. And in that 41 years, we've had some wonderful, wonderful times, but we've also had some really, really hard and tough times. And really, are the, the triumph of marriage course that we've done, you can go on to YouTube, onto our, our, our Went Into God uh, webpage, um, and you'll see we've got a Triumph for Marriage course. It's free. You can get, you can use it. We we did that course because Satan tried to destroy our marriage. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was in our darkest time, and our precious youngest son Alex. He was just seventeen years old, and we go into all the details now. But he committed suicide, and um, as a consequence of that, the, this beautiful marriage we'd had for twenty four years went very very dark and. Jeannie was broken-hearted mum, and we our marriage was hanging by a thread. 
And, you know, one of the things we, we, we learned many things in that, that terrible season, but one of the things was that, that we were standing on foundation stones that held solid. And that was the basis for marriage. And so what we're sharing today uh, are the keys to life, the keys to having a really, really good marriage, isn't it, darling? Even, even when the storms come, you see, when the, when the birds are singing and the sky's blue and the sun's out, everything's great. And you often in the early years of marriage, that's how it is when you're courting. Mm-hmm. But then you get the trials and the storms of life. And depending on what you're standing on, the foundation you've got, the anchor for your soul will determine whether your marriage triumphs through that Mm. or whether it falls apart. We have proven that God's ways, God's truth, God's word is true and it can be trusted. And that's what we're passing on. And that's what we want to do in this podcast now. Uh, when we're talking about courting and dating in particular, uh, to pass on these keys for life. One of the key principles for knowing and understanding about life, um, the, the real life that God wants us to have, is it's not about us. And that might be a bit, a bit of a shock for some people because we grow up in a culture which is so, so self-centred. Uh, it's all about me. What can I get? What's going to be the best for my life? Blah, 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 blah. The Bible teaches that actually that is not the way for fullness of life. The key is not to be self-centered. The key is to be God-centered. He's God, after all. So the question then becomes, okay, God, what do you want? Not what do I want? What do you want, God? And that is the great the starting point for having the best possible courting, dating, marriage. God, what do you want? And we find out what God wants, his will, through the Bible. I like to call it the maker's instructions. Yes, we, we, um, we just, the Bible to me is so beautiful. And Gerard and I have held on to the precious promises of God. And um, I just want to kick off with um, this um, on one, from Luke. On one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Mm. What is written in the law, he replied. How do you read it, he answered. Love the Lord, your God, with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus said, you have answered correctly. Do this and you will live. And really, that is the very basis of how we're going to share. Yeah that we have the amazing um, opportunity with you, Julie, uh, to share the glory of God. Because I believe that a three-corded strand cannot be broken. Yes. And when one of you is down, it's so beautiful that the other one can love and help the other one. So I believe that a true, in a marriage, in a true marriage, the wife and the husband become one. 
in God. Mm, it's lovely. Uh, so, yes. Yeah. So it's so, true. Yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So putting God first and, and loving Him even before our spouse, that's the first and most important love. Um, and living for what he wants is the key. The second principle, before we get into the specific questions, uh, is also very, very important. And that is that the Bible teaches there are two paths that we can go on in life. It, it describes the fact that there's a path the world is on, is to call it the worldly path, if you like. It's the way that culture teaches and where most people go. So it's a very wide path. And it looks very, very good and very attractive and everything else. But there's a warning in the Bible because it says that path leads to destruction. It leads to death. And it's very interesting, actually, when you look at the whole area of dating and courting, the way the, Bible, the, way the world teaches, the cultural teaches, and we see that in Hollywood, don't we? Oh, my goodness, don't you? You just have to look at the film. They have a cup of coffee. And the next minute, I'm, you know, you're, you're following a lovely story and they're in bed. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So people are growing up thinking that's the norm and that is not God's way. There yeah. is no need to rush the most beautiful gift that God has given us mm -hmm. as a man and woman. And quite frankly, it's so shallow. Mm -hmm. That sort of, yeah. it's, you know, dare I say, it's just like being a dog in the park. It's disgusting yeah. to me to see this in films. Well, see, that's the way the world says this is the norm. That's one path you can go down. Yeah. But it leads to destruction. And you, you we, we see that in culture, the marriage is breaking up, the unwanted children, uh, the ST, STIs. Uh, all, of, all of the things that go with going that way. Mm -hmm. There's another path you can go on. <laughs> That's God's path. And his path, yes, it's narrow, the Bible says. Not many find it. Um, and it can be a challenge. But here's the key. It leads to life. Mm -hmm. So if you want to have the best, best marriage that goes on and on, 41 years, and I'm more in love with this beautiful young lady than I've ever been. Even through all that we've been through, we're telling you today, we're going to share with you, this is the key. These are the keys to have the best possible marriage you can ever have. Mm. Two choices. You can go the world's way. You can go God's way. If you love, if you love God and you want to put him first, you go his way. So I think those two, I wanted to share those two, the context for the questions. I know you've got some questions yeah. lined up. <laughs> no, no, it's so good. Oh, I could just sit and listen to you all day. And um, oh, man, it's just, it's so powerful. And again, congrats on 41 years. Um, again, I know for those of you who don't know their story, um, you, yeah, you have gone through all different types of storms and challenges, both before marriage and in, in your marriage and in all those different seasons. And so I think it's key that both of you started with where do we start the foundation of, you know, in God's word and in truth and scripture and starting with knowing Gerard, I love what you said that it's not about us and just starting with it's about him and his love and um, putting him first. And then, but I also love that you brought in that second key of just that it's a choice of which path are you going to take? You yeah. take the path of death or the path of life and yes. the world's ways. And 
of the deception of the enemy that wraps it up in this gift in this beautiful way or how people see it in Hollywood sometimes. And yet that ends up leading to death. And yet if you go the path of God, if you choose that, it will lead not only to life and marriage, but just a better, beautiful life um, of, of more joy and peace and all those longings that our heart deeply longs for. Right. And so I think that's so key. Um, and it's so important to start there, especially just want to go and dive into getting kind of the, that focus on the dating and courting um, world. What, what, what does, why don't you to tell me, what does the Bible actually say about dating and courting? And, you know, is it, do you think it's okay to date someone if they have no desire to get married um, what are your thoughts on um, on that topic? Well, here's the thing. The, the Bible won't tell you you should marry a blonde person or a dark-haired person or what colored eyes they've got or what age they are, you know, or when you should get married, you know, 20 or 20. It doesn't tell you the specifics, but what it does lay down are some really wonderful, really helpful principles that will guide you in this most beautiful thing. What's something's very clear in scripture is that God loves courting, he loves dating, he loves marriage. It's right in the sweet spot of his heart. It's it's a reflection, we're told, marriage of Jesus and the church. Mm-hmm. Um, beautiful, beautiful thing. So it's very high on one's agenda and very important mm-hmm. to him. So what are the what are the key principles? Well, the first one. Um, is that God has got the best in store for you. <laughs> Jeremiah 29, 11, it says, I know the plans I have for you, plans to bless you, not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. And in Ephesians 2, verse 10, it says, he's prepared a work for us to do from the creation of the world. God loves you. He loves us with this incredible love that he sent Jesus to to die for us for. Um, And so we know that loving Heavenly Father, he's got the very best in store, and that includes who we're going to marry. Amazing. So we can be rest assured God's got your best interest in heart. That's why you can trust him. Uh, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart, with all your mind. Uh, don't lean on your own understanding. Acknowledge him in all your ways and he'll direct your path. I say that because sometimes, we, again, it's the way of the world that wants to pressure us, pressurize us. Somehow we're, we're, we need to rush things. Somehow we're going to lose out. We're going to end up being a spinster or to be a bachelor and there's, we'll never find the right person. Trust God. And we've had so many people we've come to know where they didn't get married necessarily at the age they thought, but boy, do they end up with a fantastic marriage in waiting for God. So that's the first principle. Uh, The second principle uh, comes in uh, Genesis 2, verse 18, which says this, the Lord God said, it is not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. The norm, and I would say 99.99% of the time, God wants us to be with a spouse, with someone else. Now, there is a call to celibacy in Scripture, but I'd say it's very rare. <laughs> if that's you, you probably know it by now. Um, if you have any sort of inkling, or one day I would like to meet my, my soulmate, I would say that's God's got that person for you. So you don't have to worry that you're going to miss out. You don't have to worry that you're not 
God's forgotten no you. No need to rush. Exactly. No need to rush. So that's the, that's the second principle. The third principle I just wanted to share is that sex is God's idea. Mm. All right? He's not as though he's shocked by saying, well, goodness me, what are these guys going to get up to next? You know, <laughs> It's God's idea. And what the Bible is very clear on, it's something between a man and a woman within a marriage. It's a most beautiful thing and the most wonderful thing. It's God's idea. We used to, like you used to use the analogy, we used to have a, a wonderful fire, didn't we, in our house in, in Chicago. Yes. And, um, oh, it was, we used to love it. We used to, that night, have our hot chocolate under the, next to the fire. And yeah. It was crackling. The logs were crackling and everything else. And it was just something about watching a flame, watching that fire in, in, the, in the hearth was something very special. Intimacy in marriage. Yes, it was. Intimacy in marriage is like that. Is like that. Well, intimacy, I should say. Intimacy is like a fire. Incredibly strong, incredibly powerful. In the right place, in a marriage, it's absolutely beautiful. It's wonderful. But in the wrong place, out of the context of marriage, it can be incredibly destructive. Yeah. Amazingly destructive. So we have to understand that the, the, what the Bible teaches is that we need to be very, very careful about not triggering the natural hormones that God has given us yeah. that are meant for marriage. Mm -hmm. And the, the book in the Bible that is so key for intimacy comes from Song of Songs. Mm -hmm. It's a beautiful, beautiful book. But here's the point. Three times in that book, it says, do not stir or awaken love until it pleases. Three times. Now, normally in Scripture, if something's repeated, it's because God's emphasizing something. When it's three times, he's really making a very strong point. Yes. We need to be very careful, especially today, because we're in a sexualized culture where, as we were saying earlier on, sex is everywhere. Everywhere. I mean, what the, the, the say the images now of young children, eight years old, nine years old, they're being bombarded with pornography and other things in different ways. What are those things do? They, they start to stimulate hormones that are meant to be within marriage. So we need to understand that when it comes to courting and dating, we're answering these specific questions. We need to realise what happens when we stir things up too soon. We ended up, we can end up in big trouble. Do you want to say anything on those? Well, I think you covered it really well. I, I think because we're we're talking about um, dating and courting. Yeah. Yes. I I think that the intimacy that we have is with Jesus. And then everything yes. comes out of that. Yeah. I think that's that's the key when we're going into courting, to be have so intimate with Jesus that He we are full up. Yes. That there is no need to rush. Yes, that's good. Um, and there and those romantic feelings that we all get when we meet that person and the world is sparkling. Yeah. And, 
the world is just the most beautiful place, are limited. You can't live a whole marriage on those. Yeah. So if that's what they're basing and going for their marriage into that, um, yeah. according to the statistics, clearly there's something wrong. And I said to Gerard, it was we were privileged to talk about actual marriage, but talking about pre-marriage things, it's not often talk, talked about that actually when you go into marriage, your marriage is to give God glory. It's about what is that marriage between you two going to in the world? You know, it's like, you know, your marriage is for such a time as this, mm-hmm. as the years that God puts you on earth to shine for him. I said to Joe, and I felt very honored because I just to share that because I don't know if that's thought about that much. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. I, I just... Yeah. It's interesting because... Feel that strongly. <laughs> it's all right. We 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 we've got the Bible, but also we've got the Jewish teaching, which has been passed on all the way from Moses down to the children of Israel. God's given us teachings for this whole area of courting, and the the word that's used actually in the Bible for intimacy is the verb to know, mm-hmm. to know. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to to sexual intimacy in marriage, that the that the Pinnacle is that sexual intimacy, but it's based on the mountain below it. (laughs) If you want it to be high, then you've got to build the mountain. If you want to have a depth of intimacy with someone else, you need to get to know them. And that's why in the Jewish teaching, they had three phases. They had the engagement. They had the betrothal. Remember, Mary was betrothed to to, uh, Joseph. And then they had the marriage itself. And it took that phase of time, you got to know one another. You got to learn the things that they liked and the things they disliked. You got to know how, how to make them smile and how to make them laugh. And just enjoy being just enjoy together. Be together. And no pressure. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, to, so today, when they rush things, yeah. they're making that mountain so flat and show so shallow they're missing out. They've been robbed. That's why we, John 10, 10, the thief has come to kill, rob, and destroy. Jesus said, I've come to bring you life, life in his fullness. So when we follow the principles of Jesus, no need to rush. We get to know one another in a wise environment. That, this may be extreme, but the, the, in the Jewish teaching um, that was passed down through Moses, they weren't ex- expected to have any touch in that period before marriage. <laughs> My mother actually, she said, she said, I don't want the person I want to marry is the person I kiss, the first person I marry. I think actually that's not too far wrong. We've got this idea that you have to have all this physical intimacy somehow, but actually there's something so romantic and so beautiful, just holding hands and going for a walk in the moonlight, going down, getting to know one another, having meals together. It's, we used to do that when we were courting, didn't we, early on? And it's so, so beautiful and so, so precious that when it comes to the actual marriage itself, mm-hmm. that mountain's very high. <laughs> the mountain's very high. So there's such wisdom, yeah. such wisdom in these things. Remember, the way of the world teaches you, oh, no, that's not love. Complete lie, complete lie. No, love is is patient yeah 
Love is, the first thing of love is patient. You don't have to rush things. In fact, again, the Jewish teaching was self-control was something they highly valued. Mm -hmm. So you, you're now you're spending that time to get to know one another and to, to love on one another in a, in a depth that's, that's, that's beautiful and precious. Yeah. Oh, man, there's so, oh, so much, so much good stuff, so much wisdom in, in what you're saying. And I think it's really important of these conversations. Like I have, you know, a nine-year-old and an 11-year-old, and we're already talking about these things because of what yeah. you said, Gerard, if it's younger and younger and the fight against our children of what's what they're exposed to without them even looking for it. It's coming after them and just all of the digital world and technology. So it's so important that um, we have these conversations um, yes. for that and having these conversations young to help them to choose our kids to choose the path. That's, that's it. Right. Because if we don't, then it's easy for them to um, get deceived to think it's the path like everyone else is doing in the culture where it's become sex is no big deal and sex is just a part of every relationship and yeah. um, and uh, again like you you can just go have fun and you know dating and courting doesn't have to be for purpose of marriage and that's the opposite of yeah. what God says and you know my girls they're in a show where um, it's just a family that a lot of their kids with courting they don't kiss till their wedding day yeah and they're teaching, they're raising like mom. That, that that way. Yes, like your mom. And it's funny you say that because people make jokes of like, oh, that's so, you know, whatever. That's that, That's not in 2022. And yet um, I'm thankful that there are people that are coming back to like how we teach our kids on courting. And, um, and my girls are like, I don't want to kiss um, uh, my husband until the wedding day. I'm like, yes, let's pray. Yeah. Let's go. Let's pray for that. And so- yes. Um, yes. anyways, it's beautiful. Um, I want that to, you know, to, again, for us to fight back with the power of like, this doesn't have to be an abnormal thing. This is needs to be a beautiful thing of, like you said, of just that intimacy of being known and the importance of that. But I think the biggest question that everyone has for both of you is how far is too far? Yeah. What is an appropriate level of intimacy before marriage? I know you talked, we're talking about that and obviously- yeah. Um, says, you know, no big deal. Sex is, is, should be a part of every relationship before marriage. That's what the world pretty much is saying and saying to our children, what, yeah. um, what would you, what would you like to say is the true message of that? Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to say that? Don? Well, I'll just be straight. Always for me, it's the Bible and the hope for all of us. Uh, who love Jesus with all our heart. Um, Ephesians 5.3, I haven't got it, but I don't know if you want to read it. It talks about, do not let a hint, mm. a hint of sexual immorality. Yeah. I don't know the rest of it, but yeah, I, yeah. I do know that's very important. So in a way for me, completely that answers it, but I'm sure you will expand yeah. on that. But do not let a hint of sexual immorality um, is, it, is it? What does the rest of it say? I, I didn't write it. Well, I think that you've got the main part. That that covers it, done, doesn't it? It's, and then, you know, here's the so thing. That answers it for me. How far? <laughs> yeah. <it's> <laughs> <laughs> Not even a hint. Not even a hint. No. And I think if you come back to the analogy of the fire, mm -hmm. why would you start a fire in your front room? Mm. 
Why, why do that? You, you know it's going to cause trouble. You, you know you're going to put yourself in trouble. And I would say the same thing in the whole, you know, be careful what you're watching because realise that your hormones, and they're God-given, but they're given for marriage. Mm-hmm. If you trigger them, remember that bit in Song of Songs, do not awaken mm-hmm. or stir these things up. And if you're, especially for men, especially for young guys, the, the testosterone pumping through and they can trigger things. It's very much lust of the eyes for the, for the guys. Be wise in what you're watching. Be careful. We, we've got this all around us. This it's, it's in our faces the whole time. And we want to live a path that gives glory to God. Yes. We want to show another way for, to the world that's so broken by going Satan's way, like going the way of the world. It's so broken. And people are so messed up in their lives. We want to say, actually, there's another path. There's another way. And actually, it's the most beautiful and most romantic way. Mm-hmm. Going back to my parents' uh, approach, they, they used to meet in, in groups. They used to have these great house parties. And it used to be loads of fun. They used to play games on the beach and just go off on treks together. And it was loads of fun. That's actually a very wise way. To, to get to know one another. It goes back to the same, the question in the last question, you know, is it okay to date somebody that you're not intending to marry? Why would you do that? You're playing with fire. <laughs> if, if you're physically attracted to them, but you don't have any interest to marry them, why would you do that? Why put yourself in a place where you could get burned? That's where communication is so important as well, to find out those things. I think from the beginning, when you first start dating, yeah. I think you can ask that. Yeah. You know, uh, I don't think there's anything wrong <laughs> yeah. with asking um, as they, you know, they go on. The communication yeah. is so Yeah, important. it's so important. And, and here's the thing. We've got to emphasise this is fun. This is really living life to the full. It's, it's, it was an area of mystery, of romance that you don't get today because they take it all away. Yeah. And, and spending time, why rush? Yeah. Just let things happen naturally, all for God's glory. And yes, it's a narrow path. Yes, you have to exercise self-control. But that's a big part of our calling in, in the Bible is, is that one of the fruits of the Spirit is self-control. Yeah. So you have to say no to things. And that's another, you know, the wide path says, I'll do whatever you want. It doesn't matter. It does matter. Mm-hmm. And it will cause you trouble and it will damage other people. No, go God's way. Yeah. Uh, it's a safe path. It's a path of fullness of life. Mm-hmm. You can have great fun. I remember our courting day. We used to have so much fun, always laughing and everything else. Yeah, yeah. It was wonderful. But I, I do think as well that the secret of the Lord is with them that fear him. Yeah, yeah. The secret of That's the Lord good. is those that fear him. That's very good. So I do think that, you know, we're, we're talking about the sexual side of things, but yeah. to me that all comes into it Yeah. because yeah. then it's going to be pure yeah. before God. Those dating days are so crucial. I think they were crucial for Jared and myself, we we would, um, if I may say, we would um, almost <laughs> practice being spiritual, communicating. I can remember when Gerard um, would say, "Well, I think Jeannie, we we should pray." Well, 
we're a new, fairly new Christian. We're very young. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, well, you only pray in church or definitely by myself, definitely not with Gerard. And uh, we, he'd have us kneeling in the <laughs> living room. And I would be on the floor with laughter. I mean, I, I dread to think of it now. So, so irreverent. I'm sorry if it comes across like that because it really, it really shouldn't. But at the time, I'm just saying <laughs> at the time, but what I'm trying to say yeah, is good. the communication, you know, in how far is too far, do that instead. Be on your knees, praying to yeah. God, not having sex in the bedroom, which is taking you nowhere, unwanted pregnancies, as Gerald alluded to, diseases. Um, read each other the word of God. Gerald yeah. used to take me into the countryside. If this wasn't romantic, I don't know what. In a way, better than sex, we had the we had the wine, we had the, the tablecloth, we, we would sit in the beautiful, he'd pick with the, all the, the wild flowers in the middle and read me psalms and song of songs. I mean yes, that's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. That to me is. And learning to pray, you know, they say a a marriage that prays together stays together. So learning how many 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 Christian marriages today they they don't they don't ever pray with each other. Yeah. These are these are principles that we should learn in those courting days Mm -hmm. when we get to know one another and talking things through and getting all these things established. All those other beautiful things. Mm-hmm. Are what you should focus on. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, can I just pick up on one point? Which is, I just think what she said was so wise about the fear of the Lord as the beginning of wisdom because yes. our love for Jesus has got to trump everything else. Mm-hmm. Our desire to yes. please Him yes. has yes. got to be the first and foremost. Lord, yes. in, in what I'm doing here, are you pleased with this? I love, I love it in, in Psalm 19, 14. May the words of my mouth, the meditations of my heart. What are you thinking about? Are you thinking filthy thoughts or whatever? The words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart, be pleasing in your sight, my Lord, my, my rock and my redeemer. Yeah. And, and that is what keeps us in that straight path, that narrow path, that path of life. Yes. Yeah. Is our love for Jesus. And that comes through the Holy Spirit. We can ask the Holy Spirit. Fill me again with 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 God's love, as you will. And I, and I think you know, in the communication, if somebody is pushing you in that corner yeah. to go up to the bedroom, mm-hmm. uh, that could be a little bit of a red flag because yeah. it's mm-hmm. not that it's not genuine that you're deeply in love with each other. I'm not saying it from that point of view. I'm saying it from the fact that it's um, just so incredibly powerful when you're married that that person might not you know want to yeah um is not it, they're like little red flags to me like not yeah. fearing the lord we do a whole chapter in the triumph of marriage yeah. i think it's the last chapter how to find a godly spouse mm. um but that would be one of the principles if you want to have someone i know i know Jeannie says the the she wants her husband and, and every, and we should say that for my, for husbands, for wives, mm-hmm. we should want our spouse to love Jesus more than we, more they love us. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And well, so, that was the thing so, for me know, with yeah. Gerard. That's good. You know, he loved God 
um, more than me, and I could see it. I knew him before he had his encounter. Um, absolute rascal. <laughs> but now he's a rascal for the Lord, which is so exciting. Yes. And he really was quite naughty person <laughs> and that's what I kind of loved about him but when he had his encounter mm. uh, you know absolutely everything changed in every department of our relationship and it got better because the love that I could feel from Gerard and the respect was actually as good as it was it was better than because mm-hmm. yeah. God was now in the center so I know both, actually. <laughs> well, and that's what I was going to say. You know, when you're talking about the fear of the Lord, I mean, it, it leads to freedom. And yet this yeah. lie that if you just do what you want in your relationships, whether yeah. physically, yeah. emotionally, spiritually, that that leads to freedom. And yet it leads to slavery. And um, I know, you know, personally, I'll get into that another time. But, you know, before I came to Jesus and had my encounter with the Lord, um, I did all the wrong things and dating <laughs> Um, but you know, it was interesting about the, uh, about, um, but you know, just not, I didn't understand the correlation with the hormones and also for men and women with their mental health of, of, of how that can affect and, and bring in depression and even anxiety and things in my life. Like some of my mental health struggles came out of those choices of taking the path Gerard, you're saying not to take. And so we'll be talking more about that in season two on mental yeah. health, but there is a big connection with sex before yes. marriage and yes. health struggles and depression that they don't always connect because of the hormones and the oxytocin bonding. And that's for another time we can go deeper, yeah. but I think yeah. it's important for people to understand young people that are single or dating and might not know why they're struggling is because of maybe those choices that they didn't realize oh, wow, it's out of the kindness and love of God's heart of why he has these biblical truths that you are are reminding people of, of why this is what brings fullness of life. This is what brings freedom. This is what brings um, the knowing and the intimacy and the longing of your heart. And, And so again, just going back to that, and, you know, I can say that, you know, then meeting Mark and have had my encounter before I met Mark and then choosing in our relationship to go the path of life, to go the path of of God's will and what he says about supporting in marriage and to see the difference. Yeah. Oh, the healthy, you know, such a much more healthy relationship, not perfect, but just to do it with and grounded in prayer, like you both talked about, and then to go into marriage that way. Oh my goodness. It's I'm grateful. We have a God of redemption and grace for those that might be listening that have already made the mistakes that might be struggling with guilt and shame or for those choices that you, there's always a clean slate, fresh start, right? You can always have a new beginning. And this isn't like, oh, you can't choose the path of life. If you've already gone down the other path, you can always repent and do a one turn back. That's, that's my story. Also, you know, being kind of more of a prodigal son and coming back home. And he's always there to welcome those that are listening um, that are struggling. But I want to say, um, kind of going, I know we've been talking a lot about, um, that specific part with intimacy and things like that, but I know other people might want to know, like, what's your thoughts on, um, do you think that 
um, there's such a thing as soulmates or does God have one specific person for someone to marry or what's your views on, on that as well? People listening, kind of waiting for the one. Yes. Well, I, 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 just to pick up what you were just saying, I, you know, we both said was so good. So good. It's so true that, you know, and and we, we know that in our own lives, we, we tried the path of the world before, before Jean and I had had this encounter with, had an encounter with God. So we, we know, we know what's there and we know what a lie it is, like you're saying yourself, complete lies, a complete deception. To be deceived is to be persuaded what's not true. (laughs) We're giving people truth here. So to answer your question, has God got a soulmate? Again, these are the, the principles that, that I would say absolutely he has. Comes back to, again to the fact that God is all-powerful, he's all-knowing, he's all-loving. We know that marriage is so high in God's, in God's agenda, so important. And we know that he says, I know the plans I have for you. I mentioned that earlier on, Jeremiah 29, verse 11. But it's time to bless you and, and, and not to harm you, give you hope and a future. On the basis of those principles, I would say absolutely God's got a soulmate for you, someone that he has planned and designed just for you, just for you to give glory to him. And that's the thing you have to remember. It's about giving glory to God. It may not be, the person may not be how you would would envisage him or her. We do believe 100% that you're going to be attracted to that person. Um, but that person is going to be absolutely perfect for you to fulfill God's calling on your life. And that's what we're all about while we're here on earth. It's all about God's will, doing the work that he's prepared for us since the creation of the universe. And so, well, again, we, I talk about it in Triumph of Marriage, how to find the godly spouse. But yes, I believe he has. And I believe that you can follow the principles of common sense as well, that... I don't think unless it's God gives you some very, very clear words, you have to travel around the world to try and find this perfect person. They're probably just very close to you where you are now. <laughs> but God's, whether they may be in the same church as you, you know, who, who knows? They may be in the same neighborhood. But you just have to put Jesus first, seek him first. And totally, totally yeah. intimate with Jesus. Yes. But he feels your every need, your every desire. First and foremost, because then when you look and pray for your love, you know, your husband, partner, um, husband or wife, he, it, it flows from that yeah. already. Yes. Um, you can't just be like, oh, I was like that and I'm married. It, it, yeah. I've been so honoured to, um, blessed to, to hear so many sweet women share that the spirit, they might have great marriages and they're in love, but when we've been privileged to share, and we've shared, they said we, we don't have that spiritual side in our marriage. We don't pray together. We don't read the word together. We do, it's very common, and that's not, not a criticism. It's what sweet, sweet Christian women have shared with me. And so um, I agree with Gerard, um, and I know it probably is controversial whether we have a soulmate or not, but absolutely, 100% we do in God's kingdom. Because as I said to in the beginning, when he's when you're praying about it and he brings you together, it's for 
his glory yeah. in however that looks some people go and be missionaries some people have top jobs Gerald was a banker for a long time and a pastor and God shone through him then we had a beautiful home that we could open up um, to the neighborhood uh, you know you have different seasons in God where you shine as a couple for Jesus yeah and that's so beautiful and because we're talking about pre-marriage God absolutely united our hearts yeah um before we were married in the spiritual things, we were soulmates during our courting or dating years um, because in all the spiritual things that God um, allowed us to do together, as I I said to to before. Yeah. So I think it's so important. yeah. The the pre of a marriage. I I I just I can't I'm so excited to do this. And words sometimes don't express the, the depth of your heart that you want people to grasp this because 41 years in, it's absolutely true. Yeah. 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 Uh wow. Well, I mean sorry to interrupt, and I just want to say it's a miracle we're here at all. I mean, Gerard died mm. for 30 minutes he is a walking miracle <laughs> yes. my walking miracle yes unbelievable and, and that's in his story in living hope yes right here oh, okay. yes. <laughs> that was good uh yes so yes. amazing and then six weeks later i am in a health journey with yeah with bladder cancer as yeah. we speak you know i'm going to have treatment in a couple of weeks and um we we are so strong in all, all these things yeah it's incredible it's all glory to the lord yes it's i mean i we could talk for hours on this subject and i mean but i think this is a great start yes for, um um, talking about and going into this um, season of um, or these episodes, we're going to be talking about marriage, but just for this season one of Awakening to God Ministries podcast, I think this is a great start of like just getting those foundations and those keys um, again, not only for preparing for marriage, but entering and taking into marriage and for yes. all of those um, stages. And I'm thank you both for being willing to just offer so, um, so many powerful, um, powerful um, troops today that we all, I think, needed again, whether hearing for the first time or reminders or just getting us back to that place of getting realigned with um, God's truth. And, and again, remembering it's about him and not yes. about us. And um, I am excited that we're going to continue this conversation every week. And um, we're also, uh, for those of you listening, we're going to be going even deeper with these conversations in our um, marriage Zoom group and really talking about how much marriage matters. And um, you'll Jeannie and Gerard will maybe be doing some video teaching on that, but also a time to go deeper on what you're hearing today that anybody have questions that you can interact with us, which is kind of cool uh, with podcasts, you know, you don't always get that, but to have a place for them to go to find community and connection is going to be awesome. Uh, again, for anything that people have questions about, please send in, we'll have all your notes and scriptures in the notes on the podcast page. And then 
Uh, lastly, just want to encourage you all to go to awakeningtogod.org uh, and we'll put that in the notes too, just to get more um, information on all our resources. And obviously in Triumph of Marriage, I encourage everyone to go through that course. And I, I know you you have a study guide as well. So um, yes. there's so many tools out there that we um, we want to offer to give you times to, if you are struggling with wherever season you're at, that, um, we want to offer comfort and hope to you. So, um, Gerard Jeannie, would you, uh, close us in prayer? Yes, of course. Yeah. I'd love, love to. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah, so, so Lord, we thank you so much for this podcast. Well, thank you for Julie as she, she leads this and, Lord, we do thank you for this wonderful area of romance, Lord. It's a, it's a wonderful gift that you've given us. And Lord, I help you. I, I pray that you'd help us to steward it well. Lord, we, we have a huge current going against us, a, a worldly current that looks so attractive and uh, tries to, to reach us in so many different ways. Help us to be strong. Help us to stand firm because we're living for you and for your glory and for your kingdom. And Lord, we do thank you that your ways, as we heard, lead to life. Not just any life, abundance of life. So Lord, we thank you. Thank you for your Holy Spirit who comes to strengthen us and empower us to be your witnesses, especially in this area of courting and dating, to be able to have that self-control and to be able to say no when we need to say no and to be able to live in a way that brings a smile to your face. So, Lord, thank you. We love you. We love your word. Thank you. That's the maker's instructions. It's the guidance to life. And we bless you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Thanks, Gerard and Jeannie. And we're excited that we'll be back here next week and talking about just getting focused on the keys to a healthy marriage. And we're going to be having more guests coming on throughout um, the, the season. So um, thanks again, guys. And we'll, uh, yeah, we'll see you soon. All right. Bless you, Bless you all. Thank Take you, care. Judy. Love you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the ATG podcast. Please like, subscribe, and share this podcast with your friends. And remember, you can always find more helpful resources at our website, awakeningtogod.org. We'd also love to invite you to our Marriage Matters Zoom group, which goes even deeper, offering more connection, community, and comfort. You can email me for more details and the link to the group at julie at awakeningtogod.org. And as always, I am so grateful for you listening to this podcast, and I hope you have a blessed day.